This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. How's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> Hi, my name is Nick Kroll, and I feel strongly about Conan O'Brien's friend. <laughs> Not about being my friend, but about Conan O'Brien's friend. Yes. So I don't have a lot of friends, yeah. so I don't know which one you feel strongly about. I'm going to go with I'm uh, going to go with Marty Short. Okay. <laughs> I feel strongly about Marty Short. Fall is here. Hear the Back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there, welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Uh, joined today by my stalwart chums. Hey. Sonam Ossessian. Hi. And of course, uh, Matt Gorley. Uh, you're a wunderkind, Gorley. I'll say that. What? Where's that coming from? Well, just that we babble and bibble. And um, then whenever I check out the podcast, you you just do a very lovely job. You make it all happen. Oh, thanks. And uh, I got to, you know, you're the, you're the secret sauce. I'm going to say that right now. I'm not alone. There's Eduardo, there's Adam, there's Blay, there's yeah, They really do nothing. You think about it. I mean, Eduardo actively works against the podcast. That's true. Oh, that's that's true. I try to mute him every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Eduardo, I mean, the number of times that Eduardo has actively tried to remove my voice from the podcast yeah. is um, stunning. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't let him fall on the sword. That comes from high up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it like, comes from you. The biggest note on uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is less Conan. Yeah. yeah. We're hearing that a lot across the board. And that was always the note on Late Night with Conan O'Brien, mm. Conan, and it's the Conan shows during Conan. <laughs> less Conan <laughs> is what people wanted. And uh, you got to give them what they want. Yeah. Now, um, also, I think I add something, too. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, you do, you Sona. Do. Sona, you do. And oh, God. I, no, I was about to say, 
You you are a, a wonderful part of the podcast. Um, I was going to say, and also it's amazing that you can make it here because you have twin boys. You know, you're a, a working mom and that's an incredible thing. But then uh, I, there's part of me that wants to take that compliment away right. because you get so much help yes. from your family. Okay. And I'm bitter about that. Why are you bitter? Why are you bitter? Yeah, how much I was you, unattended I can, as a child. I can be here. I roamed the forest. No, okay. You did not roam a forest. You, you grew up in a suburban part of yes. Boston. Yes. Dark forests on every side. No, no. I've been there. The there forest was, of no. Newton. No. West Boylston. <laughs> what the hell are you the, talking the, about? The dark, frightening forest of Natick. Wellesley. I mean, these no are, one knows what you're talking about except exactly. people from Boston. Yeah, well, you I'm act like you were happy. raised by the Blair Witch or something. You were <laughs> well, I'm pampered, so, <laughs> and then you probably had it easy as a dad. Come on, give it to her. Yeah. No, 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 no. There was. Uh, listen, there were six kids, uh, two parents, both of them off doing their own thing, working hard. God bless them. But um, and you had your grandma. Wasn't your grandma living with you and helping you out? She was just telling us, watch out for those Protestants. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get you at school. I mean, she she was she was from the Victorian area, literally. Yeah. So she was always trying to get my sisters to wear like uh, a corset made of whalebone. <laughs> you know, one of the things my grandmother would always say is don't sit in wet grass or you'll get diarrhea. <laughs> what? This is the kinds of things. Wait a minute. So yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, I, love, I, I love my grandmother. Her name was Maudie, but I don't, you know. I'm just curious on the logic of that. Is it that the, the wetness from the grass is seeping in and infecting? There the is body? no logic. Well, yeah. What are you doing? There's I, no I, logic you here. You know, I can't have shoes flipped upside down or it'll throw off my whole life. Like, that's what I've been told. Like By your you, parents. If you store shoes, it can't be upside down. So I never put that's shoes That's a superstition up. that you heard? Yeah. What other superstitions do you have in your family? Oh. Uh, Oh God, there's so many. You can't have any dirty dishes in the sink at the end of the day. They all have to be clean and put away. Well, that's not a, that's, that's just called just a manipulation. Yeah, that's well, manipulating no, you. It means yeah. it just, there's anything, there's like, you're tying up loose ends. Like, you know, purse straps can't be in knots or shoes, shoes, uh, laces oh, because can't it's be a bad, in knots. Because uh, it's a bad energy. It's bad energy. My family was like, don't touch the fire. It's hot. Ugh. Yeah, because you came from a long line of sensible folk. <laughs> Protestants. But, um. <laughs> what does that mean? Mind people are not sensible. Oh, oh, come on, Sony. You know they're not. They're not sensible people, and neither are mine. I bet we don't you come, don't sit. We don't in, come from sensible people. You don't sit in wet grass, though. Even today, probably because you think you'll get diarrhea. No, there's a part of you that kind of believes it. And no. when you do get diarrhea, do you think to yourself, "Did I sit in wet grass today?" And guess what? Every time I have, <laughs> I went to a wet grass festival. I was on the toilet for nine years after that. I know that is the diarrhea festival. Yeah, That's they interesting. Play, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't know it by that name. Okay. It says it in parentheses underneath. I see. Wet grass festival, now serving diarrhea. Um, listen, uh, providing diarrhea since 1908. Um, no, I did not. There was not a lot of uh, sense. I mean, I, I'm probably uh, one of the people that my parents got to look after us kids while they were away was this uh, woman. Um, I think she was from Prince Edward Island. And she, uh, you know, had rural customs and traditions. I said a word that wasn't even that bad, like crud or what is this crud? She washed, she took me to the bathroom uh, on the second floor of our house and took out a bar of dial soap and washed my mouth out with soap. Oh, oh boy. And I don't think that's happened to anybody in my generation. I've had 
had my mouth washed. You had my your gra- mouth washed. My grandma washed my mouth. Oh, she did. What? Okay, well then I give. I, I, I. It's it's. As and you know what I remember really clearly? Like this is a punishment that that goes back a hundred years. It's a Dickensian punishment. Yeah. Um, I remember her. She's rubbing. No, listen. This is me. <laughs> of course, everyone's laughing. You're on camera, you're right? I know it. I'm on camera. <laughs> This is what happened. Here's Show me with pro- both hands. Here's the, well, if you insist. So the soap, here's the problem. How do you mime anything like getting your wash, your mouth washed out oh, with soap come on. and not invoke the old ha I think ha-ha. you hold it like this and just No, like because that. I'm telling you what she did. I'm pretty sure it was soap. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, what was this? Now this is a repressed memory. Oh. That was no lady. Oh. No, anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm realizing all these things right now. Oh. oh my God. This took such a dark turn. Anyway, what I remember is I don't know if you had the same experience. The soap bar was going vigorously in and out of my mouth. Imagine bar of soap. This is, I'm making this, this is not the dimensions of a cock. <laughs> and depends then, on the eh, cock. Eh, 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 eh. But what I remember is, I can't, everyone here is losing it. What I remember is the soap caking up on the back of my yeah. front teeth. It's the That's punishment gross. that keeps on punishing yes, you because you can't get you, it out. Yes, because you taste it for days yeah. afterwards. And when I'd hiccup, a bubble would come out. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, this isn't the days of like, you know, ivory artisanal soaps. This is like Irish Spring. That, that tastes really good. I yes. would have killed for Irish Spring. Oh, me too. There are little bits of, bits of uh, beef and lamb in there. <laughs> the Irish know how to make a soap, goddammit. Uh. No, I'm telling you uh, that, that that's how I grew up. And so I think sometimes I become angry Angry Sona when I see how much you're getting all this great help from your you, parents. You did come in a little angry today. And yeah. I think your way of releasing your anger is just to shit on, shit on me. That's terrible. It's, it's been what you do. It's, it's no. my job security. It's fine. Listen, I get it. Your father has that amazing mustache and he's taking such good care of your boys, as is your uh, lovely my mother. Mom, yeah. And um, and you've got all these cousins and everyone comes from the neighborhood yeah. and they all hold the baby. You've, you're yet to hold your I own children. I can't believe I you do. begrudges. She had twins. She's a working mom with twins and you're begrudging her getting help you exactly. monster yeah, exactly I resent it go get some soap let's water your guys mouth I resent it and please make sure it's Irish Spring and also get some cocks yeah. <laughs> cock shaped soap I remember it was cock shaped for a short time oh that makes more sense yes for a short time oh. Dial was making a, a dildo shaped soap it was a failed experiment it was 1973 no because they had Irish swing oh. oh well then they switched to Irish swing that's right yeah, and then uh. <laughs> <laughs> Irish swing. I like to wash me mouth out every day. In and out and in and out with the old Irish cockaroo. All right, uh, we got to get to stupid. this is stupid. And uh, my apologies to people in the soap industry. <laughs> Uh, anyone who's been triggered by their mouth being washed out with soap or uh, filleting a soapy cock. Here we go. My guest today. Jesus, this is unerrable. How do, how do, we, how do you go into it How do we continue? Now? How do we continue? Actually, this will be just fine. That's actually, you're right. Yeah, it's That's not perfect. like I'm talking to the Secretary of State right now. Calgon, take me away. My guest today is a hilarious comedian, actor, and writer who is the co-creator and voice of over 25 characters on the animated series Big Mouth, which just premiered uh, its sixth season on Netflix. He also has a new stand-up special, Little Big Boy, also streaming on Netflix. Very excited he's with us today. I love this guy. 
Nick Kroll, welcome. Okay. <laughs> I feel strongly about Marty Short. <laughs> and guess what? If we contacted him right now, he would say, I really don't consider Conan a friend. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> Marty, what, he's always so good at something that sounds like a compliment. And he goes like, one of the more recent ones is Conan. I mean, you've done so incredibly well when you consider the talent you have. <laughs> His, the supercut, I did stumble on a supercut of him just roasting you on your show mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on YouTube. If, and it, just quickly, if, if I can just promote YouTube, if you want to go see clips online, YouTube is a great <laughs> website. And this is something you started a while ago, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, it's a, well, it's a family business. Yeah, my, yeah. Well, my, the old family name was YouTubian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for making me Armenian and not Jewish. Well, yeah, I mean. Why'd you point to me? Out of respect. I, she, out of respect <laughs> oh. for you and your Armenian heritage. Thank you. Okay, that's yeah. very nice. Yeah. yeah, I thought I would, if he was Armenian, you'd say his name was Nick Nickian because uh. that's what you think Armenian names. No, are. no, I just I don't I can't remember your. I love your husband Tack, yeah. but instead of learning his last name, I always call him Tack Taxesian. <laughs> and oh, that's funny though. But I mean, it's just it's good, very funny. It's good wordplay. Yeah, yeah, it's very clever. <laughs> <laughs> it really is in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, I um. I'm glad. I, I think of you as a friend. We've known each other for a while. We have. And uh, you are unfailingly funny. Always funny. Thank you. You really are. That's a weird, unfailingly funny is, it's a it's one to navigate. It's a word to, you don't know exactly where you stand inside of it's it. It's a put down. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not a put down. No, I, no, yeah. no you've, I, when I'm around you, uh, we've had meals together. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, enjoyed each other's company. Uh, you'd all those years, and you would come on late night. Mm -hmm. uh, we were just talking before the show about one of my favorite things ever that you did on the show, which mm. is a every uh, a, a specific kind of 1970s acting that involved a guy eating with no manners, throwing yeah. food into his mouth. That also available on YouTube. Yeah, um, again, great website. <laughs> Se <laughs> 70s. I think your my I think my first late night appearance was on your show. Mm -hmm. Um and which was a great uh, was truly like a, a, a couldn't believe that I was on your show. Could not believe it. Right. Um and so you fired your agent the next day. I fired my agent, I fired my publicist and mm -hmm. I left the business for 5 years. I re I reconnected with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but and then I looked in the mirror every day and I said, "You are unfailingly funny." Yeah, <laughs> I was confused every day when I when I heard the statement. It's a good tongue twister yeah, too. It is. It's proof. Yeah. It's <laughs> but but it, truly it was. And and but we did. But but then so it was. It's crazy to be on your show. But then to feel like I, genuinely we've had dinner. You said we've had dinners. We've had very intimate dinners together. Yes, we have. Just the two of us. Yeah, alone in Manhattan Beach mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the water. Mm -hmm. oh. it, was, it was a seafood meal. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, we have had dinners together, which is also all those little things are are very uh, been very important for me. I want to say that there's a there's been a couple of times where we've intentionally tried to get a bunch of funny people together, and you're always part of the equation. Other people come in and out. And I take that to mean that you're just available. Yes, I am. I am. I am always tech avail for Hanks. I am. I'll drop anything. Family. I am. You're just. You're right there. I am unfailingly available. Unfailingly available. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Um, you know, so much to talk about here. You have a stand-up special mm-hmm. uh, that you've done, uh, which is a, a new turn for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, so often I see you submerged in characters and voices, and mm-hmm. you're so good at it. And then to sort of be yourself up there uh, uh, talking is uh, is quite. I imagine a, a different experience. Yeah, it was. I, I've always sort of done stand-up as a. Um, sort of a side thing. Like I always had like, oh, I, I always had a little bit of 15, 20 minutes of material, but it was always, and I did a special years and years ago, but even that special was sort of half characters and half stand-up. And, um, and then I just burped and I tried to talk through it. <laughs> and um, let's, play, let's play that again. <laughs> Can we hear that back? So it was, it was like, it was always felt like a thing I did on the side. And then it was like, and I realized part of that was out of fear. Mm-hmm. I think because it's, you know, doing the, even like going and doing like 70s eater on your show, it was like, oh, that feels like more versus me sort of getting up there and telling some story from, from my life. It was like, oh, this feels like more fun and and different. Uh, so uh, ultimately I I wanted to do it and, and sort of be like, I can, I can, uh, I can be, be a real like stand-up comedian on stage for an hour and and do this. <laughs> this is a pretty low bar. <laughs> As I say it out loud, I'm like, I really just wanted to be on stage for an hour as myself and see if I could physically do that. Uh, but I did. I it. did a special where I ate 75 eggs for Netflix <laughs> in 40 minutes, and it's uh, coming out. Is it? Yeah, it's... Conan Han Luke. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Makes no sense. Um, anyway, so I did that. I, and then, uh, it was great. It took a long time. We, I started before the pandemic and toured for a while. And then the pandemic, uh, happened. And if you guys haven't checked out, you guys should check out the, uh, the, <laughs> the pandemic. Um, <laughs> the pandemic is on tomorrow. Yeah. The pandemic's on I'm tomorrow. To, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, the COVID variants are coming on later in the week, yes. but the original is on tomorrow. The original's on tomorrow. Who's very bitter about the variants, by the <laughs> yes. way. Really like, hey, what the fuck? I was here. I'm the one that locked it all down. And now there's fucking variants. <laughs> what did they come up with? COVID is a New York Italian? Yes. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Well, we all knew that. We I all. Think. I think we were all, we were all pretty clear about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And then, so I, and then, the, you know, life sort of, the, the fun of doing stand-up and the tricky thing is sort of allowing people in to being like, here, here's who I am, or here's the narrative I want to tell you. Um, and so uh, the lockdown happened and then I got married and had a child and, and that sort of began to affect the material. And, and, and ultimately, uh, so I shot it like almost two years after I thought it was going to. And uh, now it's done. Feels good about it. And so, uh, that's right. And congratulations on a boy. Yes, yes? a masculine child. A ma- <laughs> may he be a masculine child. Uh, and, and a little over a year old, right? Uh, yeah, year almost, almost, almost two, which is a little over a year. Which is it? A little over a year or almost two? Oh, let's call it almost two. Okay, I don't think this child exists. <laughs> you, don't, you seem very vague on yeah, the facts. He's, um, I guess like, I guess he's sort of, people ask how tall he is, he's like sort of purple. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's that clear sense? you've had no child and you're just trying to use this. No, it's got hair. information. <laughs> it's got hair in all the parts. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. All of the parts? Yeah. Oh, wow. The TV in the middle of the stomach. Ooh. No, you didn't have you a child. A tubby, buddy. Yeah, you got, got a teletubby. In fact, you got the gay one. Uh, <laughs> may he be, may he be a masculine yeah. gay child. Oh, yeah. Get him on the television. Oh, yeah. Television screen in his stomach. Yeah. But he's a good thing. 
Whatever it is, is You know what I'd like to do? I would like to do a stand-up special where I'm really opening up, but everything is a lie. And, and later, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I'm talking about being a grandfather for the first time. And I'm talking about it. And I'm really opening up. And I'm talking about my divorce, but I'm not divorced. I don't have grandchildren. Yeah. There's nothing. Well, okay, it's yeah. a real emotional. Like, I'd love, a, I'd love the real... Like the one man show, yes. Conan oh, one man yeah. show. Yeah, and then where I talk lessons about, are learned. Yeah, and then the part where people really get mad is when I start talking about how I was in Nam, <laughs> and people are like, "Okay, fuck you. Yeah. You were not in Vietnam." And I'm like, "No, no, no. I visited. <laughs> it was like in a, 2006. It was, it was a good trip. <laughs> yeah. I stayed at a five star hotel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are just furious about it. Um, let's talk about Big Mouth because I love that show. Thank Big you. Mouth is, uh, and I particularly love how it's very funny and edgy, mm -hmm. but also there's a sensitivity there to what kids are really going through. Mm -hmm. And you work hard on that, right? You, yeah. You try and talk to uh, specialists, uh, educated people who can give you some information, yeah. but it doesn't get in the way of the comedy. It's not one of those after-school specials where you feel everything's been um, compromised because of the message. Yeah, I think we, I mean, well, you know, again, just to, uh, I don't, I'm not even getting paid that much by Google or YouTube, but I just, if you want to go to, you can go to uh, check out, we went and talked to some kids on uh, school. We went and did some sex education together. That's right, you and I did. Yeah. I and, learned more than the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew nothing. Um, but we do, I, I think. Now, you and I did a remote where we went and talked to kids and it was actually, uh, there was some great moments in it. There was it. a kid who looked so much like you. I don't know if you remember this, but that there was, was a, me, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> there was a kid I was doing the bit with on, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, but there was like a child there who looked exactly like you. Yeah. Yeah. There, you know what? It's a type. There's a type of child that looks a lot like me. Like dead ass handsome. Oh, yes. You sort know? of like shit. It, who shrunk Brad Pitt? Okay. Oh, uh, oh, it's a wait. child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Minute, oh, wait. <laughs> who shrunk Brad Pitt and then weirdly, yeah. and then okay, weirdly elongated okay. him further you mean out the again? Benjamin Button, Brad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, any child that looks like me looks like they're 95 years old. <laughs> And uh, if you give them enough time, they grow into an incredibly handsome, <laughs> handsome guy. But we uh, we do take that. I think we take it seriously because I, I think ultimately, you know, I don't know if we realized it when we started. I think we started, we we're like, we're going to make a show that feels like a sort of me, my friend Andrew Goldberg and I based on our childhood. It's going to we're going to talk about puberty. We're going to talk about kids masturbating, all that stuff. But but I think after the first season came out, we realized oh, kids were going to actually watch the show, mm -hmm. uh, which we didn't really, we were making a show for us. Um, and so as time has gone on, we've got much more sort of serious about how we, how we write it, how we think about it emotionally, but also kind of be responsible with what we're, the facts and things that we're talking about, talking to kids. This season, you know, we have, we have a character on this season played by Brian Tyree Henry, who m people might know from Atlanta as Paperboy, or he's been mm -hmm. in a bunch of, he's such a good actor. Anyway, he's playing a kid who turns out to be uh, uh, asexual. Um, and that was something that like the internet had Twitter, people have been asking us about representation of that kind of character. And so if we're going to do that, we're, we try to talk to uh, sex educators, to people who identify as asexual, ha like start to have those conversations so that when we're doing it, we, we're being somewhat as, as faithful to a, a real story as possible while simultaneously not being um, 
preachy or or too after school, especially because once and you can feel it when you're pitching it out. You're like, oh, this feels like we'll outline something you hear it out loud. You're like, oh, we're t- being too like sort of preachy or finger waggy about this. And if it's not funny, then the 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 larger things that we're talking about won't work. And if we're just trying to uh, be funny without thinking about what's actually emotionally happening with these characters, then 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 it it lacks the the real like huge jokes that could could be that we can find. Yeah, that's I mean, my philosophy has always been comedy should not instruct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. and uh, maybe I've taken that too far. Mm-hmm. I my. <laughs> People know less after they watch any of my comedy. Well, I watch all. I watch. I I find all of your motorcycle maintenance videos (laughs) super useful. Yeah, um, they're they're. I wish I knew a little bit more about motorcycles before I did them. Yeah. Uh, I'm always telling people put the pancake batter in this in this part of the motorcycle and. Does that work, by the way? If you put pancake uh, batter in a well, motorcycle engine, does it work? Uh, long tubular dough comes <laughs> yeah, out of the exhaust. That's where that's where that fried dough. Not, it doesn't taste terrible. It's got it some motor oil in there. It doesn't quite taste like a state fair, but it's it's close enough. It hey, if you're on the go <laughs> and you want to have some fried dough in a tubular pipe shape, uh, what better way than pouring batter? Last into your minute, engine? yeah. La- last minute large intestines for a costume. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Very guys. nice idea. Thank you. Um, oh, oh and now, thank, thank you, Colin. <laughs> yes, the Pope of Comedy has just blessed you. You may go now. Oh, thank you. Y'all never wash that hand. <laughs> So no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident, so are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, If you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park, or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus... They also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. 
Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it it down I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone (laughs) cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. It is. I'm gonna. Re- we don't do this often, but I will reveal that uh, today is Halloween. Tonight is Halloween, and this is going to be. Uh, do you? If, if a child is less than two, do they? They don't care about Halloween, do they? No, he does not care about Halloween. He doesn't understand it. But he. Um, I, we tried to put a costume on him, and he ref- he he knew somehow that he doesn't want to wear anything on his head. Did your kid yeah. like? They don't want to wear anything on their heads. They we don't have want- to put that. You know, there has to be some sort of elastic keeping it on. But don't so they, they don't then have just, a choice? Yeah, but then they. My kid is <laughs> ripping it off. So uh. that I knew. We wanted he he likes he has limited interest. Frankly, he likes blueberries. Um, <laughs> so more I was than like, limited. That's specific. <laughs> yeah, focus. He loves them. Yeah. Well, uh, he probably just loves any antioxidant. He loves antioxidants. <laughs> He's a health nut. Yeah. He's an absolute. I'm told that was my first word. Yeah. Antioxidants. <laughs> True, because I, I worried about cancerous cells. As a young child. As in, a, the, in the early 60s. Antioxidants. <laughs> Yeah. Is that, that how, how you spoke? spoke that as that's how I spoke that's as a, a child. Weird. Well, that's also me. That's me very young. It's also me very old as a very old woman. And 
which is happening slowly or where, yeah, where, so where? I'm transitioning. <laughs> I'm getting older and transitioning at the same uh, time. What a dream. Yeah. I would I will happily come back on the podcast at that point. I'd love to be a cruel old woman someday. You're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm getting I mean, there. Virtually there. Yeah. 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 I just want to like peer. I want to part my curtains and peer suspiciously out the window of my mm. Victorian mansion. Yes. At any, at young couples just doing completely normal things and go, hmm, we'll see about that. <laughs> And then call the police. That's that's what I really dream of. Calling the police regularly. <laughs> calling for the small police things. as an old, a really an old, old Karen, an yeah. old lady Karen. I just like you in a big bed. Yeah, I'm in a giant bed, and I have a long suffering butler who yeah. takes care of me. Who's yes, just putting... yes, Mrs. Conan. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see any youngsters outside this morning? We will have the dogs out upon them, Mrs. Conan. <laughs> yes, I, I used to be Mr. Conan, but it transitioned in my early 60s. Mm. Do you have a hard candy I could suck on? Oh, no. oh be good time. <laughs> What, the fuck? what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. This is what it's all about. The, the only thing that calms me when I'm an old woman is a hard oh. butterscotch to suck mm. on. Mm. Soothing. Can't even take the plastic off of it, so no. melted in. Yeah. Come on, he's eating the plastic. Yeah, but I call it the Come skin. Yeah. I like it with the skin. Oh, God. Mm. Oh. What are you wearing in this bed? No. Oh, oh, I'm wearing a tattered old wedding dress. <laughs> I'm Miss Havisham Dickens' wedding dress. Oh, because uh, she didn't show on the day. Yeah. And, then a, and then a Clippers hat. <laughs> Pull, yeah, pulled rakishly to the side. Yeah. Now I'm going to rap for y'all. My name is Conan and I'm here to say, no, not that 80s rap, please. Oh, this this is Halloween. Where did this go? Why are you rapping? Well, because oh, you, you put a Lakers hat on me yeah. and then, I mean, a Clippers hat. And then it went on sideways, mm -hmm. and then where I, else can you go? Oh, then yeah. you gotta go to rap. Okay, mm -hmm. sorry. You know? oh, yeah, that's the scariest ghost story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> so that was. So that's my. Uh, ironically, so that's what my kid's Halloween costume ended up being. Really, <laughs> tattered wedding dress. It's Mrs. Conan. Yeah, old, 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 old Mrs. Mrs. Conan. Conan. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> that was why I think it, the costume took a little work to get into. It is funny how you're in that. There's this phase where you're doing things because it's supposed to be for the kid, but they're their full computer hasn't turned on yet. Mm -hmm. So, and you, you know, this too, Gorley, oh, where it's, too much. it's, you know, yay, you're going to sit on Santa's lap or mm -hmm. happy Hanukkah or thank you. By the way, well, throw that in there. Is that. it Hanukkah? No, it's Hanukkah. You got it right. Well, okay. Um, and is it Christmas? Or <laughs> it's Kodenhoi. Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> a Jewish narc trying to pass. <laughs> so you say, <laughs> I love that. I love, I love the idea. A Jewish narc. Yeah. Is Shmanti here? Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Another Christian boy. Uh, and you're not for your blood. And now you're not sure about the traditions. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to light the yeah. tree on We fire. light all the candles on the tree on no, fire. No, no, <laughs> you don't do that. And we don't control the media today. <laughs> 
<laughs> By the way, is Kanye coming on? Are you going to get him to come on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here? He's on right after you. He's outside. He's ready to come in. <laughs> oh, my God. I was thinking, oh, to be responsible, I should not buy Kanye stuff. And then I realized I've never bought Kanye <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, I would oh never God, wear Kanye stuff. You don't want to buy m m sweatshirts for the, the very depressed? Exactly. <laughs> All of his sweatshirts are so, like, tattered yeah. and big. Like, nobody, you don't wear that if you're in a good mood. Right, right. <laughs> okay. You took us there. Sorry, I brought it down there. Should have stayed on Jewish stereotypes <laughs> in Christmas. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> but once Kanye comes up, it's over. The whole mood changes. I know, it's wild. But uh, but anyway, so my kid won't wear a costume. And that's, uh, so you normally wouldn't date this as a Halloween. You don't date it. You don't want people to know when this is, when this came, when this Well, I'm looking, hang up about I'm that. Looking at our, I'm looking at our uh, mm -hmm. producer here. Mm -hmm. um, He's giving a thumbs up. Yeah, and he's saying it's fine. Look, people, we can acknowledge that uh, that things sometimes... I don't know when this is coming out. When's it coming out? Things. Oh, November 7th. It's just a week yeah. later. Yeah. People are still reeling from Halloween oh, yeah. at this point, hey, a week later. Still got that Halloween candy out. Right. You know, some of that stuff you can uh, have for a couple of months. Some of that stuff you can really get keep getting kids to come to your house. Okay. Yeah. How so? How so? Okay. What, do you, what do you mean exactly? Yeah. Wait a minute. Well, yeah. if you got the ca candy out, then kids keep coming to the house. I see. Uh huh. huh. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What do you mean why? Uh, Let's not ask why. Okay. It's good to have kids around. Can we get Kanye in here? It's a little more comfortable. If when you're bringing Kanye in to lighten the mood, you know you have a problem. You know, you I never mentioned this, but I, bit. I told you once that my my brother Justin and I were in Boston, and uh, he had his kids with him, and uh, we just stopped in Boston Common. There's a did I th th there was a playground there, and I'm leaning against this chain link fence with my brother, and it's I don't know December or something, and my brother's kids are playing in the playground and I'm just hanging out. Yeah. And this guy came by and, and no joke, just this Boston guy came by and was like, hey, Conan, you know, he's like, uh, hey, Conan, you got a kid in that playground? And I just said, you better fucking hope so. Like, no, I just, I just heard there was a playground here and I wanted to kind of hang out. But it was like, what a weird question. That's just the Boston version of saying you got a dog in this fight. Yeah, yeah, but maybe it is. You got maybe a kid in this playground? Where are you from originally? I'm from uh, Rye, New York, the tough streets of Rye, New York. Yeah, I'm uh, from... Uh, a rougher a place than that. Brooklyn, Massachusetts. Wow. Yeah, that's where I wow. cut my teeth. Really? Yeah. Mm. If you survive Brookline, Mass as a child. You end up like you? I end up like <laughs> me. <laughs> and John F. Kennedy. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's from Brookline. Yeah. And I think uh, someone who was in Aerosmith once. It gets all blurry what? after jo well, after John F. Kennedy, you kind of well, lose track. And one of the guys from New Kids on the Block. Joey? Which is more exciting than John F. Kennedy. Oh, <laughs> Frankly. Wow. Yeah, I think it was Joey, Joey McIntyre. Yeah, he lived not too far from That's me. That's cool. And uh, I used to hope that the groupie, I remember there were groupies that hung around his house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember once a couple of them got bored waiting for Joey and they, like two of them came over and st stood outside my house, but with no conviction at all. And they're like, yeah, someone said Conan lives here. We're we're going to go back and wait for Joey. And I'm like, well, if you want, I can sign something for you. Yeah. Uh, we're good. We're good. You look like you're transitioning into an old woman. Uh, so we're good.
Yeah, that's a big deal. Big deal town I'm from. I um I don't know about Rye, New York. I don't know what's going on there. Uh it's a beautiful beautiful town. Um Barbara Bush went to my high school. Mm-hmm. So, not, you know, kind so of So you got that. So I got that going for me. Um she uh yeah, no, we I grew up there and uh it's I don't know, it's it's I don't have any opinion. I don't know if I have any opinions on it. Yeah, that's fine. That exposes you as sort of a soulless person. <laughs> you're not really formed as a person. You know, you're a cipher. You can take on different characters yeah, and voices. 70s eater, but when left to my own devices. Yeah, I say you're from, where are you from? I don't know. Who I'm, am I? What is Rye? I, 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 well, it's weird now. When you hit a certain age, you have a hometown, but you feel so far removed. Like, yes. I've been living in Los Angeles for 15 years, which mm-hmm. feels insane to me that I was, I've been in LA so much longer than I lived in New York. Or, or anywhere else in my life, I still don't know any, I don't, I can't go anywhere without GPS. I don't know how to get anywhere. Did you, um, someone asked me the other day, because I first came to LA in 1985, and someone said, wait a minute, there was no GPS. What did you do? And I said, we had something called, the, in, this is guy. where I sound like. No, I had to use that because yeah, I was I, born and raised here. Yeah. So I remembered I had a Thomas guide, which was like this big kind of almost phone book thing. And beyond a phone, not a cell phone, but just a telephone. And someone would say, yeah, we're having a Super Bowl at my house. It's in, you know, Sherman Oaks. Oh, okay. That's in the Valley. Where are you? I'm at 325, you know, Westridge Lane. In, uh, and I'd say, okay. And I'd write that down. And then I would look up the, in the back and would say Westridge Lane, Thousand Oaks, uh, page 75, B7. A grid, yeah. And then it was a grid. And then you would drive... I drove, I had a 1977 Isuzu Opal that looked like they had, I bought it, uh, obviously used at the airport and it looked like they had uh, butchered meat in the back seat. (laughs) 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 To her credit, Mm -hmm. I went to a wedding uh, once and uh, my date for the wedding was Lisa Kudrow. This is when she was doing Mm -hmm. uh, improv and I was doing improv and we were, we were what we would call friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <laughs> and I said, hey, maybe you should do a sitcom named that someday and I'd like a piece of it. Well, someone forgot my piece. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I drove her to this bar mitzvah in that car and she got in the car and I saw her physically blanch. <laughs> it was such a terrible car. But then she was a good, she like got in and didn't say anything about it. And I know she thought, oh, he murdered someone in the back seat. And now well, there was, we're going to To a be wedding. fair, there was butchered meat in the back seat of your car. It's a not a bad place to keep butchered meat. <laughs> oh. Keep an eye on it. No one can steal it. The, but it is crazy to think that you would go into Tom's and be like, okay, it's Sherman Oaks. It's A25, page 76. And then you would have to then find the route from yes. where you were to then be like, all right, I guess I'll... I guess I'll take the one up, but, and then you, did you just hold it in? Cause when I first came to LA, we were, it was pre GPS. Would you like hold it in your lap? I yeah. would keep, yeah, you'd hold it in your lap or you'd keep it sort of like, uh, you know, in the, in the space between the two seats or I would keep mine often. I was never, I was hardly ever driving anybody. I was usually alone. So yeah. Cause uh, you had been butcher van. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was no, ma- no chick magnet in my car. Uh, but, um, yeah, you would do that. And I remember very clearly the first time I got GPS, someone told me about it and I, uh, it was in a rental car I was using. And so I didn't know where my friend Greg Daniels was. And he said, I'm at this address and I punched it in. 
and I just followed the directions. I don't know what year this would be, mm. but I followed the directions and then it said, turn to your right. And then it said, your destination is on your left. And I turned to my left and Greg was standing right there. <laughs> and I swear to God, I looked up and was like, Jesus is real. <laughs> this is, I mean, it was such a profound, insane experience. Yeah, it was like, a, it was a, probably like a tom-tom or one of those like things that you yeah. put on the yes. car. Yes. Yeah, and I, I was blown away that that was possible and my kids, that's just the reality they know. They've had that their whole life. You really don't ever learn how to go anywhere. I now, I, and I've largely, since I've lived in LA, there's been some version of GPS and I've like literally never learned how to drive anywhere in Los Angeles. I don't trust myself to drive anywhere. Without. Are you a good driver? A lot of New Yorkers are terrible drivers. I'm fine. Yeah, I, I'm fine driver. I'm like not great. I'm not a guy. Yeah, I'm not, I've never been like, I don't know. I, I think it's weird when people are like, I'm a good driver. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're a good driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you're in the Indy 500. Yeah, you know what I mean? Those guys are like, I speed a lot. <laughs> That's what I feel like they're telling me. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I grew up uh, driving... Since, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I've, since I was like six, I think I've been driving <laughs> legally. Six. <laughs> legally. <laughs> You're just. You legally. should be a pretty good driver. Though. I'm a yeah. pretty good driver. I, I mean, I, if it's like a tiny plastic car with a. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's an adult pushing you. Yeah, yeah. Behind yeah. slowly <laughs> yeah. on a level surface, yeah, 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 then yeah. you're a good I'm driver. I'm a pretty good driver if I can steer it. So that's it. I um, <laughs> I want there to be a really long pause now, okay. just because I think that's where we do our best work mm -hmm. is during long pauses. I wish you were my enemy, Nick Kroll, because it's not too late. Listen, no, but listen to me. Hear me out on this. Mm -hmm. Just think about this on the way over. You've got such an, a great last name for an enemy, Kroll. Yeah, because because if if you were always uh, if you were my nemesis and you were constantly doing things to me, getting me, I could go Kroll. Kroll. Crawl. I mean, isn't that a great last name? If you want, I can live across the street from old old Mrs. Conan in a, in a house, and then I can peer out and go, Crawl. yeah. I'm just like a Jimmy Goldstein esque character throwing massive parties, like weird, <laughs> loud, DJed parties. I'm wearing like rhinestone cowboy outfits. Uh huh. That's what you would do. It is truly. I saw him. I went to a, a, a Lakers game last night and saw. Do you guys know Jimmy Goldstein? James Goldstein. Uh -uh. He's one of the great looking men in the world. He's the guy at every basketball game who's wearing like uh like a rhinestone cowboy. I've seen. Motorcycle. I've seen him. I didn't know that was his name. Yes, and he owns that crazy house, that super mid century like lair. That's in, I don't know. The, oh, like, the Lautner house in Big Lebowski? Yes, yes, yeah. yes that's his oh, house. Yeah. He owns that and house. And what, what is his claim to fame other than having the coolest clothes? He goes to like every basketball game and they all know him and like him. And he flies everywhere. He's at almost every game everywhere. Wow. Next time you're watching a basketball game, you'll see Jimmy Goldstein. It'd be Goldson. great if he had no money. Yes. it's just, all <laughs> I mean, none. And he was constantly scamming the money Cowboy. to get yeah. just in the door and well, to buy a few rim more rivets for his pants. Well, that's why I'm, that's why I want to be your old Mrs. Conan's nemesis, Kroll, who lives in a, what's so lavish, massive, loud parties, but he's always coming bar, by to borrow money from you. Conan the Barbarian <laughs> used to yell about, who is it? Cr there was a wit. Krom. But there's a movie called Krull. This Krull, K-R-U-L-L. -L. Right, but, the, but, but Conan the Barbarian goes, Krom! Yeah. And, um, I mean, so I just, Krull feels to me like that would work yes. for me. Krull. I want to make sure it works for you, first off. <laughs> <laughs> well, your concern should be. Yeah, I mean, here we are.
You know, you need a friend. Uh, apparently, yes. If, if you <laughs> think my close, if, you, if you think my closest friend is Marty Short, <laughs> and that you can go online and watch him destroy me in a supercut. Yeah, would you ever do a follow up podcast? Just Conan O'Brien needs an enemy, and it's just me. And you just you, and you're and you're it's you every time. <laughs> yeah, it's me every it's time. You every time, and we're just you'd be down with that, That's right, Gorley? That's a great idea. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, I am available. I am unfailingly the whole available. Episode, you just <laughs> tear into him. Yeah, time. but also reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 reasons why you do think you'd make a great enemy, and just you know your long-standing hatred for me, and mm-hmm. just all kinds of things you intend to do to me to take me down. How, how would Kroll open that little script for the intro of this show? Um, hi, my name is Nick Kroll, and I feel great about being Conan O'Brien's enemy. Here's why. Over the next 46 podcasts in the next year, (laughs) you will hear how I arrived at this moment. (laughs) The mystery survolving the enemies that I have inside of Conan's universe. I want to ask you about this, uh, this project. This blows my mind. And I love that this is happening. But you've directed a couple of sketches for this upcoming sketch series. History of the World Part Two, yes. which I saw History of the World Part One as a movie when it came out. I think I it was, it was 1981. Yeah, 1981. So I was uh, a teenager. This is four years before moving to Los Angeles. That's right. Okay, I would have been what seven, eight, eighty-one. I would have been seventeen years old when that movie came out, and uh, I was, you know, huge as I am to this day, huge Mel Brooks fan. And what amazes me, and I've had the opportunity to interview him a number of times, he is always funny, unfailingly funny. Yes. Uh, one of the few who, uh, who I can say that about. And he, um, he is now, I think he's 96. He's 96 years And old. you're working with Mel Brooks on yeah. this project, which blows my mind. That's such a high honor. It is, uh, it is a crazy thing. Like I would say for me, I would say, you know, SNL, obviously the music man episode from the Simpsons. And those are my biggest two influences, but truly, I mean, SNL, obviously big, but Mel Brooks, uh, those movies, uh, really for me, the, the producers was my favorite movie for, from when I was like 13 for many, many, many years, but young Frankenstein blazing saddles, history of the world. Part one are hugely important to my comedy development. And, and, uh, I became, I've had a meeting with Mel at his office and he gave me a box of raisinets and it was like (laughs) the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. And, (laughs) you know, I love that. I wonder if that's, uh, I think he probably does it with every, Everybody, I think that's great. I I don't and but I but meeting him just meeting him alone was truly incredible. And then I got a call uh, being like Mel wants to do History of the World Part Two. He'd like to do it with you and and me and Ike Barinholtz and Dave Stass and his writing partner and Wanda Sykes and then an incredible group of writers and performers are doing a, a series for Hulu based off of you know using the 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 movie as a a template which is like historical sketch right um, and Mel narrates the show. Uh, and, and I got to work with him. I mean, I got to, you know, I, he's, he's so sharp and so funny. Still got bits. There's like jokes throughout the show that are pitches that he still has. Um, and he's, it's like, it, it, it's really the most weird, like the craziest thing that for me, right, I think I've right. ever experienced. I think, you know, Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks, Norman Lear, Bob Newhart, they're all these people that live you know, well, Norman Lear is now a hundred. I mm-hmm. think Carl Reiner almost made it to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, 
what blows my mind is when I've had the opportunity to be around any of these people, they are the funniest people in the room. Mm -hmm. And I always had this fear, and I, I'll admit this is ageist, but it's something you worry about in comedy is, do you, does it, will you get less funny? Will your mind, yeah. will, you, will you be less amusing as you get older? Will you lose touch? And I think these guys are as funny as they've ever been. And I also believe it is part of why they get, why they're so sharp and they're around so long. Yeah. I think there's something about laughing every day mm -hmm. and engaging with and being around people that make you laugh mm -hmm. that some secret to longevity that no one's cracked yet. I think, the, the, and I mean, I guess it's the ones who were humorless died younger, as we can say that now, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So anyone who died young had no sense of humor. Yeah, exactly. Hi, I'm Conan O'Brien with a terrible theory <laughs> that's completely unproven. But James Dean, I didn't see a lot of people laughing. By the way, genuinely not that funny. Exactly. <laughs> I keep watching Giant and I'm not laughing. Um, although, have you seen the video of him and Paul Newman having a screen test. Oh, was this part of the uh, uh, Paul Newman, uh, Joanne Woodward uh, documentary? May, I don't know. I didn't see that, but it's it's okay. worth, If again, there's a web, I'm not going <laughs> to, you guys know the website to go to. Most of the things you're plugging, you don't have, you're only tangentially involved yes, yes. with. <laughs> but it is, you see the, the chemistry between Paul Newman and James Dean where you're like, they are gonna straight up fuck on camera right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Watch it. Anyway. Oh, yeah. At any time of day. Alone, probably. Yeah. So, uh, my point being <laughs> that Mel Brooks is a legend. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, uh, wow. I agree. I think that he stays sharp. When you see him, he's, he's, I do think that having, continuing to have a sense of humor, finding people, and I think in the case of Mel and Carl, they were friends, you know, like they were friends for 70 years and got together three nights a week and watched movies. And, and that's, I mean, that is the dream. Like you're like your, your dearest, most favorite people and friends and comedy in the world that you continue to get together and you continue to make each other right. laugh. And for me being able to just have a, a moment, we, and he is still so funny. Like we did, it was over Zoom, but we did a, a read through of a bunch of sketches with the network and, and a bunch of people and Mel was there. And, and uh, at the end, he's like, I liked the songs and I liked some of the reads. <laughs> I was like, he's still just funny and nagging every call, every time. And, and, and I just think he had an incredible palpable energy. I mean, it's also those guys, all those people that you named, I think we're all like, are all World War II vets. They are. Yeah. Which is crazy because you served in, you were in, you were in Vietnam, but you didn't, did you serve? In I went to a hotel in Vietnam. Okay. Okay. I think now 2006. Okay. It was a layover. Okay. I was on my way to Aspen. Okay. That's a weird way to get to Aspen. because <laughs> But was, it was for the festival. Yeah. And um, so I was wearing all ski stuff, really expensive, douchey ski stuff. And I just, uh, I stepped off the plane and checked into a hotel. And then got right out again. But I thought that gave me the right to say, I was, I was in there. there. <laughs> I was in there. You don't know me. Um, but I, they all went through real stuff and then also have seen. But it, Mel is also an example, as you were saying, of like, when you go back and watch History of the World, part one, um, he, he's, he's sort of 
very much it, it felt you know to do a, a show about history right now is a tricky thing a sketch yeah. show um comedically of being like how are we going to do this um but you realize on some level mel's style was always poking fun at the powerful and the rich and as like stupid and greedy but it was never he's never been very political right so like it was actually a very good template to start of like how do we do all this right now where you're like sort of you know talking exposing like the real history but also sort of never taking itself too seriously. Yeah. And and I Mel, when you go back and watch Mel's stuff, he's doing that so well. I think it's important to remember, uh, I got to interview in a long format uh, Mel Brooks once, and he was telling me this story of, he fought in World War II, and he was like on sentry duty, and he could hear the Germans across the river, and they were shouting insults at each other back and forth. And I'm talking, and, and you're thinking about, well, this is a, you know, famous... Uh, Jewish American comedian, one of the greats of all time, who who was there. He was yeah. he was the Nazis were on the other side of the river, and he was in uniform. And you think about uh, Norman Lear flying bomber missions. I mean, these guys uh, were part of the most epic struggle against evil in the 20th century, and then also made some of the greatest comedy. It's uh, I don't know. It's uh, I can't get over it. Yeah. I can't, and it makes me ashamed of myself. <laughs> Face off against Mel Brooks in an insult war. Yeah. Be like the V2 rocket, you know, yeah, yeah, they exactly. don't even know what they're up against. Yeah, that's... exactly. No, I'm just, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, uh, I think it's time you and I did something brave to defend to the, our country. Let's go to the the Rhine River. <laughs> let's go now. <laughs> let's go now. Let's go now. And we'll take one of those boats that, that floats slowly along the Rhine yeah. and serves delicious cheeses and wine. And say, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Mel Brooks did it. And so uh, I did it with Kroll. Yeah. Kroll and I, we went. Well, I could be your enemy. I could be on one side of the river. Oh, yeah. Man. And you could be on the you other. You could be having dry whites and I could be having richer yeah. reds. Yeah. That's where we disagree. <laughs> you assholes in Lorraine. I'm over here in Alsace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that how they pronounce it? Did I pronounce it perfectly I in the German French? I think it's fine. It's done. It's fine. It's we're done. Not, we're going to get some calls now. <laughs> I know. I love uh, to say we get calls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why can't we just pretend we get calls? We and don't can't even you, have a phone. Well, can't you yeah, just put in se- phone sound effects in sure. the background sometimes? Okay, we're yeah. getting the hey the call the calls are lighting up. Yeah. I'll do it right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there you go. Just add calls to it. Whatever you're going to do. I know this is Hans from Alsace. <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, first time, long time. I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hans, uh, are you enjoying the show so far? So far, it's okay. It's not my favorite episode. I listen to your podcast live every day. And uh, <laughs> you had Nick Kroll on today talking about Alsace. And, uh, did Nick Kroll pronounce it correctly? <laughs> yes, he did. But the Rhine River's not even close to Alsace or Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to mark that out for you. So, you know, anyway. Thank you for having these coasters here. I need You've something to do. I've played whole with them the time. I'm, I don't know what it is. I don't know what. They match your watch. They do. It does. Yeah. You know what? Those are yours if you want them. Whoa, really? Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. No, and then we charge you. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. It's like I a said, robe at a hotel. Saying those are yours, okay. it's a very fine line. It is a robe I at a did, hotel. It is weird that I do, when I come to do your podcast, that I have to leave a credit card for incidentals. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is weird. Those but 2K a piece. Yeah. So you, you know, know we should start doing leather. Is, just for fun and for profit. <laughs> but we have like a coffee, a nice coffee machine in our offices and everything. Just but then if when when, when people left, if yeah. their publicist got a little thing, it yeah. just said like, yeah, Nick had 
We had a coffee, so that's twelve dollars. Because <laughs> Nick, we saw, Nick had a Starbucks, and then there was the little Junior Mints. Um, Nick, so <laughs> Nick used the bathroom. Yeah, so that's yeah. and there's $7. water. You know, it's a water crisis, and <laughs> there's also a resort fee and yeah, a convenience charge yeah. for coming in the there's building. A charge, yeah. <laughs> there's a mic charge. There's the mic charge, and then uh, Conan made eye contact with you. So, so that's another. So he, we owe you money. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get six thousand dollars. You've got some in credit. cash. I think we've covered it all. I yeah. mean, we've done it all, like Bogan Bacall. You know. Is that a thing? I just said it. I like I, it things sounded real. Yeah. They did it all, like Bogey and Bacall. Were they were they a thing like uh, Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy? Uh, there were differences, I suppose. But uh, well, they're Catherine all, Hepburn but they're all Spen- basically the same person, right? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. as I understand yeah. old movies, they were they were they were black and white in real life. Yeah, <laughs> and they talk like this. See. <laughs> I'm gonna kiss you. Yeah, you're gonna kiss me right now. Yeah, yeah. and we're gonna have sex. See, yeah, sex. Yeah, <laughs> that's how everyone. <laughs> That's that was pillow talk in the nineteen oh. thirties. If you want to get again, get a get a little taste of that. Go see Paul Newman and uh James Dean. Yeah. Screen you think test. really you think they were there was a sexual chemistry I'm there? I'm telling you, there is vibe. Watch that clip. There is a vibe. I'll tell you this, and it comes out in the documentary that uh tragic, but um James Dean was getting all the parts. Paul Newman um, Paul cut Newman a wire the, under his car. The, yeah, was the <laughs> oh, Paul Newman was perennial was the perennial also ran. Oh. And then uh, the moment that James Dean died, uh, Paul Newman starts getting the roles. Oh, what? So that was one of those. Well, no, no, he wasn't Wiley e. Coyote. Interesting. Paul, pretend <laughs> switching the signs around to catch Newman's the own anvils. <laughs> <laughs> James Dean famously killed by an anvil. They hit him seconds before he crashed. Yeah. But all proceeds still go to charity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> Newman's own rocket shoes. All proceeds go to charity. <laughs> Kids playing in a camp. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Mr. Newman. <laughs> Newman's own bat suit. Yeah. <laughs> Just the crime scene at the G- at the James Dean's crash. Oh, there's hmm. salad dressing all over the road. <laughs> a guy leaning over and putting his finger in it and tasting it. Yeah. Mm, that's a vinaigrette. Mm. That's a Newman's own vinaigrette. Uh, popcorn yeah. in the tailpipe. Okay, all right. Listen, know. you know what I mean? What you've done basically now is you've accused Paul Newman of murdering James Dean. And I, I won't have it. Not on this podcast, not on any podcast. I can't do it on any other podcast. <laughs> any of the murder ones would love it. All right. Well, what about uh, Conan Needs an Enemy? Can we cover that? Yeah. Yes. Episode 32. Yes. <laughs> Crawl. We're back at the observatory where there's a statue of James Dean. Uh-huh. Um, I just do very LA-specific jokes for you guys. This That's the way to end, right? I'm that joke. I think so. <laughs> if you're ever going to get out, I think that's the one. <laughs> That's always get out on something kind of okay. Can I talk about, just quickly promote the movie Get Out? Yeah. It's a great movie. Jordan Peele made it. Yeah, about seven years ago. Seven, eight, eight years, years ago. ago. Eight, yeah. nine, eight, eight yeah. nine years. A game-changing film. Hey, quick. Genre can I get busting. a plug out there for penicillin? <laughs> Uh, invented uh, by Fleming uh, in the early 40s, but Ian, really Ian Fleming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, really, it's fantastic. Wonder drug. Yeah, wonder and and, and overused, overused, yes. and now of course we see an antibiotic resistance, and that's where <laughs> you want to get out. That's where you want to get out. This is yeah. where you get out. Oh man. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you put huge laughs on antibiotic resistance now? No. 
Oh, sorry. How about crickets out? No, I'm uh, part of the podcast Brotherhood of Producers. I'm not allowed to. No, no, no. You can't fake an ending. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we got antibiotic resistance. (laughs) So a lot of wind is coming. Yeah, Yeah, I jumped up. I had my Newman's own bat suit on and I jumped (laughs) off a cliff to catch the (laughs) roadrunner. All right. Well, uh, sir, you are a delight. Thank you. Time with you is not time wasted. (laughs) (laughs) The new unfailingly. (laughs) You started out as unfailingly funny. Time with you is not time time unwasted. (laughs) Unwasted Uh, time is not time with you. Yeah. Uh, Nick Kroll, uh, I love you, and you are absolutely hilarious. I love you. And uh, this is great. I, pre- I appreciate it, and I, I'm very tickled to be on this program. We did it. <laughs> Conor O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT, introducing ADT Self Setup, featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cam and the Nest Doorbell with a battery or wired option. Your choice. Easily install the ADT self-setup security system at your convenience. You don't need heavy-duty tools. And if you do need help, ADT can provide virtual assistance along the way. Self-setup from ADT grows, moves, and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. It also features Nest Cams that can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. These things are getting so smart. Plus, When every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just one quick tap. Now everyone can get trusted security from ADT installed your way with no long-term contracts. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, (laughs) you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are all trademarks of Google LLC. Come on, if most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not, that's more people than are on earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. (laughs) That's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. My mind has been blown recently. Why? Uh, I'll tell you. That's the beauty of this format. 
as I'm I so say. glad I asked. You wouldn't have <laughs> done anything. No, you know what? Had you not asked, yeah. I'd be unable to say. Yeah. So uh, thank you, sir. You're um, welcome. Sorry, I, I was walking down the street in my neighborhood, and I know that you've all seen these, or I think a lot of you have seen these, and I've seen them out of the corner of my eye when I'm driving, but this is the first time I've been on foot, and this little cart came skittering by. It's a robotic delivery system. Oh, yeah. And it said Coco on the side, <clears throat> uh -huh. which, by the way, is copyright infringement. Oh, still oh, oh, I'm going to fucking take that little robot to court. I want to oh. take not the company. I want to take the robot to court. <laughs> I want to see the robot being sworn in in a deposition. Uh, <laughs> Does it have a little robot arm? Yeah, yeah, it has a little robot arm. And it's probably, and you know what I love is whatever it was carrying. <laughs> So it was taking some almond milk to somebody's house, <laughs> some almond milk and some yogurt to someone's house. And then it got detained and was sued and it's in court with me. And that stuff is starting to rot oh, and God. you can smell it in the room. And it's like, not guilty. <laughs> but anyway, this little cart went skittering by like, and it's amazing because it, it avoided me. I think because it's not a fan. That's not a program. Oh. I think it just, you know, it was... <laughs> it's not programmed to dislike you. It just automatically dislikes no, you. No, no, no. It it's just, it's like, you know, oh, if it was, you know, Sean Hayes, I'd be like, oh. you know, it'd follow me along. Right. Um, but he's uh, a big smartless fan. But uh, he just saw me and was sort of uh, skittered away. But no, it, it stopped for the, waited for the traffic light and then it crossed. And um, a couple of things. First of all, I had this crazy, my first reaction was I wanted to like kick at it. Oh, I don't know why. No. I get that. But you know what I mean? It's this little thing. And I think if I was a teenager and I had a stick, no. there's no way I wouldn't be swatting that really? thing. Really? Yeah. You too. Yeah. You got evil looks in your eyes. Yeah. You don't, you don't no, feel that? No, I honestly would feel like I want to help it. Oh, and I, I'm not trying to no, no, white knight myself. I no, no. really would. I believe you, and I do think I do think you're a better person than me. I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying there's some part of me that when I see this little guy, this little, it's a little bin. It's like a tiny little, looks like a little ice cooler on wheels. It says cocoa on the side. It's going. It doesn't make that sound, but yeah, I, I know it doesn't make that sound. But in my mind, it does. Or they should it, they should make that sound. Oh, uh, to warn people that they're coming. That should be the sound. It doesn't should, make any sound. I don't think it really makes a sound. Huh. But it's, I think it should say. And it it skitters along. There's a part of me that wants to kick at it, but then there was another part of me that thought, "Wait a minute, you know, Sona. Of course, you've been very busy. You have twin boys, beautiful boys. You're very busy." With them, and you're also busy, of course, with your own projects, sort of. I don't like how you said that all, like, no, laughing. No, 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 I'm not laughing. I'm just saying. You giggled a little I bit. I didn't giggle. Yeah. It was more like he you hesitated. have these projects that are sort of built, you, built yeah, off. Yeah, he hesitated. No, 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 no. Yeah. Built, whatever, built off my back. Yeah. You're standing on my that, shoulders. That's yeah. true. You're standing on the shoulders of that's giants. True. Yeah. Or a giant, just, I suppose. Yeah. Um, anyway. Just physically. Uh, please. But no, uh, no, Anyway, you've got this book. So you've got a lot going on. And so David Hopping has been filling in for you, and he's- Sort of does the day-to-day -day stuff. You he still, does. You help a lot. You still yeah. do a lot. You still intervene a lot. Uh, but um, Intervene? <laughs> you intervene occasionally. You've held several are interventions you, from me. Are you trying to be nice? Too. Or what are you doing right now? No, no, no. What I'm saying is yeah, that David intervene. Hopping, we're well, taking a long road to get to David Hopping is now the assistant. Yeah, he is. And does a lot of day-to-day -day things. And I thought, what if I replace David with one of these little oh, robots? A little Coco? Yes, because David, I mean- He's not expensive, but he's, it's still not cheap, uh -huh. you know? Um, I mean, it costs something. He's, he's, it has to be above minimum wage. Right. It is. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Legally. So, well, slightly above. Uh, you have no idea what you pay anybody. I have no idea. <laughs> 
We no just idea. rob you. Yeah, it's a huge. I I realized that I just put cash out in a big bowl, and I say, "Everyone, take what you need." Yeah. And the bowl's constantly running out, and I just keep filling it. I get a daily visit from Coco, just full of cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Coco. How are you? <laughs> he has no idea. Um, no, it's more like he has no idea. Anywho, my point is, what if I replace David Hopping? With one of these little robots. And big Coco and little Coco. Yes. Then it's Conan and his little pal, robotic Coco. Because most of the things I have David do, let's be honest, are, I, could you get me an iced coffee before the podcast? Little Coco goes and gets the iced coffee. Right. And then yeah. comes back. Makes the reverse sound. <laughs> and then, um, you know, okay. I, you know, Sony, you know that my needs aren't great. Every now and then- he needs to go to the drugstore to get me some Lipitor. Yeah, to he, get your prescription. Keep that cholesterol low. Why do you say that yeah. sexually? <clears throat> you know what I mean? I, keep that cholesterol low. Just both the literal meaning and talk. your delivery. You oh. know, it's just funny because my wife doesn't find it sexy. I was, I was convinced. It's, I come into the bedroom yeah. at night and said, just took my Lipitor. And then I say, to keep that cholesterol. <laughs> and then I drop my silk robe. Oh, oh God. God. No, but I'm, I'm fully clothed. Oh, no, I'm, fully, I'm fully clothed underneath. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Oh, yeah, so I wore a silk robe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like oh. someone that goes to the barber. I have oh. a robe over me and then I drop it and then I'm I'm wearing a three-piece suit and oh. I, climb, I climb into bed and I leave the shoes on. What? So oh, I'm very chaste. But my point is, yeah. what do you think? Do do I how do I what do I think about you, you replacing th- David? Yes, David so, will find other work. He's oh, a we're good. we're getting rid of David completely in this scenario, and you're replacing him with a robot. Yeah, d- hey, is David out there? Can David come in? David, David, David get in here. What if Coco comes in? Are you gonna Are you gonna fire him right well, now? Oh. No, I'm not gonna fire him. I'm going to let him go. Oh, okay. With a oh, severance, David, David come careful. on in and sit here for a second. Don't come in. Run away. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. Get up to the mic, please. Have you been with me when we've seen one of those little cocoa wagons go by? No. The delivery wagons? Have you seen them yourself? The little... Yeah. It looks like a little ice chest or something, a little mm-hmm. bin, a little container on wheels. Mm-hmm. And it sort of goes... And it goes along the street carrying its goods. Okay. No, but have you seen them? <laughs> yeah, I have. Oh. I'm nervous where this is going. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying that uh, I like you. You're doing a great job. Thank you. But I'm thinking of replacing you with one of those. Like... Firing me? Well, it's, I'm not firing you. <laughs> what about I'm Jeff? Je- Hold on a second. What about Jeff? You don't, please. Jeff Ross doesn't come into this. This is just about me and you, okay? okay. What I'm telling you is I'm not firing you. Okay. I'm going to s- give you a six-week period where you still get paid, and then you're no longer paid, and you don't work that's, for me. So that's that's about fire, yeah, that's firing. Everyone has their own that's definition. No, that's not, that's, I call that mm. a qu- quietly putting you to sleep. Wait, you're killing me? <laughs> So anyway, then don't you think most of the tasks I have you do, can you go get me some coffee? Can you do this? That little robot that we all see wandering the streets of LA, it could do those things, couldn't it? I think you're needier than you think you are. Yes. 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 It can't fulfill, like it can't bolster your ego. Wait a minute, they don't bolster my ego? No. They don't tell me, oh, that was a really funny podcast? No. They don't say, great job, boss? No. They don't say, you're the funniest of all time? No. Oh, Jesus. I know, we we don't say that. (laughs) I might have a solution for this, David. If you could just adopt the sound, maybe that would satisfy all people. So try that out. 
That was awful. Oh that was really bad. If, okay, okay, okay. You okay, sound okay, like okay. a turkey with okay. a mouthful of salt. <laughs> what if, what a really if? dry mouth turkey. You, you sound like a turkey on the witness stand. It's got cotton mouth. <laughs> what if we just hired the robot to assist me in assisting someone and assisting you? Hey! Oh. A, a third assistant. Okay, yeah. I'm with this idea. Okay. So that you still keep your job. Great. So that it keeps her job. Everyone keeps their job, but... The robot assists you. I have one request. We need to figure out a way that the robot can say, you're the best talk show host of all time. <laughs> we could do that. Killer podcast last <laughs> night. <laughs> God, you look young. Oh, you love look, that robe. Boy, you look fuckable. Is this what oh, you want? God. An assistant? Oh. Wait, you want the robot no. You've to got, say you look fuckable? <laughs> I was online and they say you have big dick energy. Oh, oh. no. Look at that ass. You've got an mm. ass for days. Oh, okay, this took God. a turn. Forget yeah, those yeah. other ones. Yeah. Although I do want the BDE. Uh, <laughs> do, do you, you're good with your hands and kind of crafty. Do you think there's a way we could Sure, it? we could do, yeah, we could do a little recording and then every time it senses you, it would just say that anytime you entered its field of vision. Right, right. And we yeah. could probably keep adding stuff to it. Absolutely. You just seem to get younger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Your older comedy is better than your younger comedy. <laughs> oh. You're more relevant than ever. I was just talking to some 18-year-olds. They say that you are cooler than... Uh, you can't think oh, of a new person. Oh you cannot even oh think of a new God. person. You hit a roadblock. Rami Malek. Okay. <laughs> Rami Malek. You are cooler than Rami Malek. <laughs> You couldn't think of one. It took you forever. You're better than The Weeknd. Oh, that, that works. Yeah, that works. At music. Oh, you ruined it there. Okay. I seriously do want you to look into us getting one of those okay. robot yeah, carts. And yeah. then we can uh, tape, make some tape messages and let's try it out as, yeah, let's look into it. as yeah. the third yeah. assistant. Okay. Perfect. Into and it. order. Very yeah. good. Order, order, order. We looked into it. All right. We did it. <laughs> Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Will Beckton. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been... A Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Napa! Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad. 
Rubber-coated hardware for a better fit and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 